Joseph Moran is the creator and host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, one of the most successful PlayStation podcasts on the market today. Having began his content creation journey as head of Poly Games and later Bad Bit Games, Joseph has found himself settled in as the curator of a community that identifies itself as the place to celebrate PlayStation made by the players for the players. And he's established himself as quite the voice in this space, having worked with industry staples such as Greg Miller and even being featured on IGN's podcast Beyond. I was introduced to Joe by our late mutual friend Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. I've collaborated with Joe many times over the years, designing his logos, composing the theme to the trophy room, and he's joined us several times over on the Mega Dads side as well. It was great being able to sit down and chat with Joseph once again and to catch up on where he is, where he's going, and the importance of finding that the best place to be is exactly where you are. So please welcome into the spotlight, Joseph Moran of The Trophy Room. I think that a lot of people like you and I, we start doing this thing, we've got grand ideas, we're, we're, we're looking at all of our favorite friends and, and and associates doing big things and getting bigger and bigger and we have like a we have a chart you know there's a there's a there's a pin in the map of where we're going and i can't speak for you but for me like that has radically changed in the last two years if you would have asked if you would have asked me two years ago where i was headed the answer would be very different from what it is right now so what what is what is your evaluation of where you are and where you're going i think if you asked me three months ago it was a wildly different answer as well yeah yeah um i think two years ago i was like i'm gonna make this thing um and i'm going to put it on a a resume that was like the big that was like the long-term goal it's like i'm gonna show people that i know how to create this thing that i could be a good producer all that stuff a good like social media person and I put that on a resume. So mission accomplished here, cause like trophy room is on my resume, but I feel like a lot of people, they're like, hey, we're making this thing. And then they make the thing, then they get something cool and then they leave the thing. And I don't have the strength to leave the thing. Um, so like, I can't, I, I can't ever leave the trophy room unless I die. <laughs> don't, don't, say, don't say that. <laughs> Unless I get hit by a truck, Adam, that's, that's, you know, that's, that is what it is. And like, the goal was like to work in the industry. And I got to do that for a split second. And I really didn't like it much. And what, what happened there was like, work became home and home became work. And not to say like the mystery was like, was revealed and it sucked. It's like, you know, it's only business at the end of the day, but it was impacting how I felt about games. And, um, and so when I left there, I, um, I kind of had like a, like, like the, these two weeks of like, okay, so what's my next, what's my next move? And, you know, I, I have the job now that I'm, I'm doing as a way of like to stop and think about what I actually want. And, you know, to me, now the end game is I love the trophy room so much of the community that we've made. This is the goal. The trophy room being a full-time thing 
that is the goal. I don't know when I'm going to hit it. I don't know if I'm going to hit it, but the trophy room is from passion project to, I want to make this thing my job. That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think back to, we started eight years ago and when we did, I was, I was in college cause I didn't go to college till much later. Um, which thank God I ended up doing it because it opened so many doorways to me. But yeah. um, I remember when we were starting and I had an instructor who um, I was kind of, he was, a, he was a gamer, he's a dad, he's an artist, you know, he's, he's a, a version of me or whatever, but he was a teacher. And I was explaining to him the, the, what we were doing. And he said to me, he's like, use this as a means to get all of the things that you can do out into the world. Um, so like the art and the music and editing and all this shit that I knew how to do. And he's like, use it as a springboard. And that was always my goal for, I, I you know, I, I do so many different versions of me in here, whether it's the comics or the, or the videos or illustrations. And I've done a lot of freelance work um, because of Mega Dads. And it was always like, this is getting me up that hill. Um, and now I kind of, I feel like I'm, I'm on the hill, you know? And, and it's yeah. like, I, this year it's kind of been like, well, am I satisfied to be on this hill? Have I done everything that I want to do? Like what's next? And for the last eight years, I've never really had to think about what's next. Cause I was just working and working, working towards a thing that I kind of feel like I'm here, you know? Kind of like, kind of like you, you're, you've realized that this is, you've worked on it so much that instead of using it as a tool to facilitate something else, this is the thing that you've ended up in, you know, that's the, that's now the finish line. Yeah. Um, How do you deal with no one understanding? <laughs> no one here in my family, even my friends, right. um, understand it. They're like, well, this is, this is dumb. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You have, I hope you have the the most supportive wife in the world. I do. You know? I do. Um, she get it? Yes. I, she, she gets it. Um, but I don't think she understands like how deep into it I am and like how much it actually means to me. Um, when I come down to work or when I'm upstairs working on stuff or whatever, she knows that's important. But I, I think there's, there's an, it's hard to communicate when you make something that you're really satisfied with just yeah. how great it is not only that you achieved it and you learned something but then to see other people enjoying it and i think for a, for like a non-creative person that's almost an impossible feeling to communicate um but like you know there's nothing cooler than when and i always almost everything that i have done i kind of look back and measure it against how Bobby would react. And yes. and that guy, and I want to talk about him, but um, everything that I ever did for Bobby, in his reaction was, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't matter what it was. And it doesn't, it didn't matter, you know, any of it. It was always like, holy fuck, man. Holy shit, this is amazing. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And he was so passionate about everything. Um, and so like anytime I make something now, I kind of like stack people's reactions to it versus like what I remember 
his reactions and I still have them saved on my phone because they would always make me laugh every time he'd react. He'd, it's like he saw the face of God. <laughs> yeah, I remember when he showed me the Breaking Bells stuff. Like, yeah. All, like, all, like, every single thing. He's like, man, Adam is like so freaking good. Look at this. <laughs> and I, like, he just showed me all the things. I'm like, yeah, man, you're putting Adam's kids in, through college. Like, right. This is nuts. That was out of work. That was always yeah. the running joke. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Bobby for a second. Because, okay. you know, you and I have a lot of connections like we over the years we've done things together we have mutuals um but bobby was the person who uh turned me on to you and i can i can remember very clear not yeah i can i can remember very specifically listening to one of his eight thousand podcasts and him and him talking about you and saying that he that you reminded him so much of himself when he was younger and mm-hmm. and i think there's a even now that you know he's gone or whatever and 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 your journey is progressing and i see so many parallels between how he just made everything his own and went for it to what you're doing right now and you've seen tremendous success in the last couple of years um and i every time i every time i see you doing something new i make sure that i message you that I think Bobby would be proud because that's the first thing I think of every time is a, he would be so damn proud and B he would probably be so jealous and, and find some sort of way to flame you about it. You really would. I man, I miss that man so much. Uh, love him dearly. Still, it, you know, every time we hit a milestone, okay, like I'm just getting yep. a little choked up. Yep. Um, I, I always go, I need to tell Bobby. And I'm just, and then it just like hits me. He's gone. And it's like, God damn it. I like, I, you know, what, what hurts me so much is knowing that Bobby was on the cusp. Like he was, he was right about to break into the stratosphere and have everybody realize how good he is at what he does and you know he was always able so well to just punch above his weight get people on that you didn't think you you could and create this community that is just so damn good it it was it was wild and like all those like little shows he's he did was really just just testing what worked, what didn't, and then just constantly improving. And, you know, I think he was getting to it with Breaking Bells and with his streaming that, like, you know, when he got COVID, we just, we, because Bobby's bigger than life, we just thought he was going to beat it. And when he didn't, uh, you know, that was another just layer of depression of, like, for me, who had bad COVID, of, like, well, a, you get survivor's guilt because I'm as heavy, if not heavier, than Bobby. So I'm like, why, why him, not me? Um, but then going, I need to succeed for this guy. Um, and really, it is like pushing myself to not like be Bobby, but to just be as close to that work ethic as I possibly can. Um, because he was. There was no other work ethic uh, that like like that I admired more than Bobby. 
So for me, you know, he really taught me so much about creating stuff, what was important, what wasn't important. Uh, one of the things that I, I remember he said to me, was like, just don't listen to, don't stop asking so much for advice from, uh, from, from other people or from the audience. Just do what you think is going to be the thing you want. Because if you're making something for someone else and not yourself, that product isn't yours and you're not going to enjoy it. And I always kind of take that with me when I'm making the trophy room is just like, is this the show that I want? Or is this the show that I think someone else wants? Um, and that's really what I, I now strive for. It's kind of like that Bobby excellence. I got to make this guy proud up there. I know? think I think there is a lot that I see in what you do and the same with what he did in, in what you just said. He, he would pivot and change directions so many times, but you could tell it wasn't because he was adapting to um, al an algorithm or clicks or whatever. It was, oh, now I've got a new idea that I want to do this. And oh, now I want to do, like he had that, he had that spark of intensity and interest and you could see the joy and everything he did, that he did. And I think one of the things that I respect so much about you is that you are very clear with what your intention and your message is in what you do. And you don't shy away from that for a potential opportunity or a, or a wider audience. You know what the the ethics are of, of your culture and your community yeah. and you stick to it and you don't back down and you, you make um, statements on world events that you feel are very important. Uh, I, I, I really, I really enjoy, enjoy creators who are not afraid to be themselves in the midst of what they're doing. Cause I think there's a lot of people that just want to, you know, play as close to level as possible so that they can yeah. not offend anybody or try to get as many people into their circle. And I just, I think that's a terrible way to do it. You know, like I, you, and the thing is like, I applaud those people because like those people, it's just like, man, how, not like, how do you live with yourself? But like, <laughs> how do you do it? Cause that takes a, a, a lot of, of, of strength of holding back that I just can't do. So like right. when it comes to like global events and, um, and you know, one of our, one of our, audience favorite episodes is our Black Lives Matter uh, episode where I was like, I can't really talk from any type of point of view. Um, you know, I could just only talk from the my Hispanic perspective and knowing that I have, you know, um, you know, black cousins that were noticeably treated differently than I. Uh, and, you know, we brought on our good friend uh, Emmett Watkins uh, Jr. to share his perspective, the black perspective. And Kyle just sitting back and learning and trying to be better and trying to, you know, talk about his perspective as well. And that was really important. The one thing that I, I think that we, the, the one thing that I love to do is like, if we're getting a big following, <laughs> let's just say the growth is off the charts. It's like, okay, now 
you know, I always say this, it's like we separate the wheat from the chaff. When that big thing happens, we're going to talk about it. We always, at the same exact time, when we talk about something that happens um, that affects us or affects games, it is, I always want to give people the out of like, hey guys, we're about to talk about something heavy and I get it. You, For whatever reason, you don't want to hear it. Fair. Here's your out. So you don't get to yell at me <laughs> that we talked about this thing. I'm even giving you the timestamp because for me, I, I get it, man. Like I, I listen to podcasts and I'm just like, I want to escape from the real world. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to think about that Vladimir Putin today. And so like, I get wanting to just press the skip. So giving those you know people the out is important, but it's not like through a, 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 an air of like, oh, we don't want to lose anybody. It's really just like, listen, I got it. It's a heavy topic. You may not be in the right state of mind to hear it right now, so go for it. And to me, it's never like speaking through, this is what is right. (laughs) It's really just talking about my feelings through it because I think the most important thing for everybody is to know, or for anybody, is that you're not alone. I don't have the answers to all things. I don't know how to solve global warming. I thought about it yesterday. I'm like, why can't we just make a giant AC that points at the the sun? I thought about it. I'm not a scientist, but I know that that's a problem. It's it's something that's affecting us all, and it's kind of scary. I'm not claiming to be the expert. I'm just claiming to... to, to, that, that I'm in this moment with you. And I think that's really, really important. Um, and to get that perspective as well, you know, when we talked about reproductive rights, you know, I talked about my mother's perspective of saying, "Hey, listen, I I can never I I can never abort, but I'm never going to put my view in front of someone else. That's their choice. I made my choice. Why do I have to, you know, force my choice upon you?" Um, you know, those moments are important because then you really understand or you really get the people that either get it or see your your, your side. And that's equally important because to make a long rant very short is, um, you know, I've had a lot of people um, come up to me going, I'm a, I'm a Republican and I really like your show and I, I, I see your side. Like, I see actually what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've swayed people to to my point of view by just simply just stating it and by saying you're not an evil person if you think something different I'm also just trying to see your side I've got a lot of people that 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 way because I think the number one thing that people want is just to to be heard and I heard this one thing of people will find out that they're wrong not when they think that thing but when they actually say it out loud so when you get people to think then actually have that conversation they're now able to actually change their opinion or their worldview or their perspective uh, by just simply having the conversation you feel like way too many people are like here's the line in the sand if you're not with me you're against me and that's the sith logic even if i'm like dead set right it's always we need to have this conversation so let's have it Talk, talk a little bit about Kyle. I have found that the, the measure of how good the stuff 
that we make is 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 really hinged on the the quality of the people that you're doing it with. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you have a very special bond with your co-host. You guys refer to each other as best friends. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about yeah. it. Kyle, um, Kyle is legitimately the kindest person I've ever met in my entire life. Just, he is the heart of the show. So anytime I, I, I would have been like one of those creators that like kind of held back and like, let's not say anything that's going to sit in front of anybody. Kyle has taught me time and time again that the best move is to just speak from the heart um, and speak how you feel. And um, if I'm the producer and, and the gut of the show, he is the soul and he is the heart of the show. And the one thing we talk about, like progress we've made, measuring Kyle's progress from like 2017 when I met him to now is night and day. He is a different man. He is, he will say different, but like he is way more confident. He is way more um, resilient. Like to see him officiate our friend uh, Mike and Kelsey's wedding, he just killed it. He's so much more confident than, than he lets on. And I really couldn't do this without him. Um, I don't know what I probably would have stopped the show a while ago if it, if it wasn't for Kyle. Uh, just, just amazing. And to see how he's like, to see how he's leveled up in just the hosting or the co-hosting portions of the show is also night and day. Like before, it was a lot of me talking. Now he'll like. I remember one, there was one episode of my colleague. I like to talk. Just cut me off. Just cut me off. Unless I go, no, 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 no. I need to, I need to finish. You could just cut me off. And he's just like, you sure? I'm like, yes. And I will never yell at you about it. And once he got that, that, that piece of advice in, now I wish I could shut him up. (laughs) He, He now is just like so dang good. Cause to me, he is the heart. He is what like the positive player is thinking and me I am more of like the I wonder what how this happens or you know the type of type of portion of the brain and um yeah I just he he is he is my best friend from from almost a perfect stranger in 2017 he is now one of three people that is on my uh well the, you know like the the, the apple eight or it's the <laughs> six like right there um and that's 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 how you can tell nowadays. Does he you know, challenge? Does he challenge yeah. you? All the, we challenge each other constantly. And I don't know how he's like Joe. Go f yourself, and I'm because <laughs> we've had like really big heart to hearts, um, and 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 things where I'm just like Kyle. I think you got to correct this, or he'll be like Joe. I think you got to correct this, and every time. We were making this, you know, we're, we're making this thing we're going to announce on Tuesday. And he was really like, Joe, I don't think this is realistic. <laughs> it's something, certain things. And he has the uncanny ability to have some of the greatest ideas just back to back. And I always, I'm just like, God, why didn't I think about it like this? Or like, you know, there are like some, some points that I think are just so great. And he's just like, no, actually this. And I'm like, damn you're right it's a lot of me going you know what i can't always be right and though i i do feel like i'm the producer of the show it's always really important to give your partner that say as well um you know even like going into it i go kyle we're not like 
50-50 here. I am the creator, the founder, but I want to always make sure that your voice is heard and that you feel like this is a 50-50 split. Um, and I'll, so many of the ideas from like the name to just simple things like Patreon bonus things, he just, he's had such a remarkable influence on me. Um, honestly, honest to God, because we challenge each other so much is the reason why I think the show is so good. I find myself in a position that a strange position that I never saw coming where I am like steering the ship and I have a team that they all have different, they all have different things that they're working on and they all have different projects and things like that. But I'm, I'm finding myself having to like analyze the structure of how this works going forward, which is something that I've never had to think about before. And now I find myself podcasting uh, with with a new team and kind of delegating out um, work to people in a way that I didn't before. And it's it's scary. And yeah. and like also I, I feel like emboldened that I'm going to carry this forward and make this work into this new phase. But it's very clearly a new phase. What advice would you have for me about like what you were just talking about, how it's, he is a key asset to you now as somebody who is used to doing things one way for a long time. (laughs) What Mm. advice would you have to me about how I can empower my team to contribute and change the face of what we do going forward? Because I don't so want I, I don't want it to be the same, you know. Like yeah. I, I I wanna I wanna change. I wanna refresh. I wanna do something new, but also still honor what we have done and what we have built. I'm so jealous that you have a team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just me and Kyle here. It's 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 a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think the the one thing that I had trouble with, and I kind of had to self teach this to myself or I self-taught to myself is understanding everybody has a different bandwidth right a different length of, of time that they could spend on the project and understanding their limitations um, and like you know there are some things like some Patreon stuff that Kyle won't be a part of right now because he's busy and he has life outside the trophy room. He has other projects that he's working on. So it's unfair to him. And Kyle feels guilty because he's not in it as much as he wants to be. But he knows he's needed somewhere else. And so for me, it's just understanding that when I signed Kyle up, all Kyle had to do was sit here for an hour, agree with me on things, and then just give me the MP3 file when <laughs> And I never had a contract going, sir, I I demand this, 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 and that. Everything he's done, it's it's through his own volition, and I have to respect that. So like there were there were some things that I would have loved Kyle to do, but he just can't. And I'm like, I gotta respect that. I gotta respect his time. I gotta respect that he's trying to be the best uncle. Uh, and really father figure to to those kids. I I got to understand that he has another project with 61 Indie that are that's going places that I'm so proud of. And I got to also understand that he has 
you know, the time with me. So everybody's different. Not everybody could go and put 100% of themselves in this one project. That's the one thing I would, I would suggest is just understand their limitations. And, and at the same exact time, you know, come to them for advice, for feedback. But at the end of the day, you take that feedback and not, you know, analyze it yourself and, and go, is this actually the right move or am I just doing it to make them happy? Because at the end of the day, I need to do what, what makes me happy, what makes this thing work. And we, we have done a lot of things. A lot of things have worked. A lot of things have fallen flat on their ass. And I always have this, this just gutting feeling when I put a project out and I promote it and we're going to do this. And then it's just like, this shit doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. Nobody is responding. I'm not enjoying it. And it's like, it's failure on the stage, right? Everybody yeah. sees that it didn't work, but there's, <laughs> there's valuable lessons in that. I'm curious what you think the importance of failing is. Oh man. Oh, ask me this four days from now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, failing's important. Uh, Let me spin it this way. Yeah. If, if this thing fails, yeah. how, how will that feel? And what will Shitty. you do? And what will you do in reaction to that? Kind of be depressed about it. <laughs> so we're doing something called the Trophy Room Awards. You've been a part of it. Uh, you've done the artwork and, and, and stuff for it in the past. Um, and what we wanted to do is we are a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. We are creating a, a an award show made by the fans for the fans. So we are literally trying to make a crowdfunded version of the Dice Awards, but in podcast form. Totally ad-free. Everything's just through Patreon. Everything's through people's generosity. And we can only go as far as people are willing to really donate. So, like, we want cool announcers. We're talking to some really cool guests. I got to knock on wood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, all of it, all the appliances. We are trying to make something that is unlike anything I think the indie podcast scene has done. I'm taking huge influence of like things like the Spawnies. Uh, when I saw, you know, when we did our show, I literally said to Kyle, I'm watching Khalif's show, not just because I love the man, because I'm taking notes. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here so you know there's no shit quattro man this is just literally it's all up to you guys and we're doing like a trophy room day akin to like you know you me and capri day that that sean has that i admire greatly um and just trying to trying to do something stupid huge <laughs> <laughs> that i that again has high risk for failure but I think setting the realistic goal of, you know, expectations. This first go is the foundation. Next year, we need to build upon that foundation. And the year after that, the year after that, hopefully we have a full house by, by sometime soon. Failure is important because you need it to ground yourself of what you're capable in the moment of doing, what you need to get better at for the future. Um, and really understanding the limitations that, that you have. I think 
that's what failure really brings. It, it does make you better. It's really shitty in the moment, but now you know where you need to improve and where you kind of go from here. Cause you're right. There are some times where like I make a post, I'm like, this one's gonna kill what? <laughs> like, it's like, it just falls on its, uh, on its face. But you know, the other thing that I do with the trophy room that's really different is just like, you know, <laughs> actually I was talking to Sean about it. And Sean's like, I'm so jealous that you have this one shell. <laughs> and I'm like, that is it. Like, because if I try to do something else, I don't know. I think I'm going to implode. So yeah. it's just, it's just focused. Sometimes the, the idea that you thought was good, you just got to come to, to, to get, you know, be a little honest with yourself go, nah, it was bad. Cause no one clicked or no one responded well. Um, there are like episodes where I'm like, oh, this is a bad episode. I was really bad. And everybody loved it. So like, that's that's the thing, I think. Failure comes in all shapes and forms. Some of them hurt, uh, like that job offer you didn't get and you feel like you're a failure. Well, that just means you need to improve, you know, your resume a bit. Touch it up so that maybe you get it. Or maybe you think about that interview a little bit differently and go, I should approach the next one this way. It sucks in the moment. But the more failure that you have, the more you're able to analyze what works and what doesn't. And you become a better creator in person because of it. I think that's really well said. Thanks. <laughs>